Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, and welcome back to Acts of Pod. Tonight we have a very special episode. Uh, it's just me and Ann tonight, and as always, I'm on lead vocals. I write most of the songs, um, and I'm working on a visionary period where I'd like to do a fusion album. So we'll see how it goes. And as on bass, as always, we have Ann. Who, if you haven't been able to hear, has been working on a composition for Pod After Dark, which is what we're doing tonight. That is. That is right. We're Potting After Dark. We We are. I am. uh, I am going to play. Wait. Oh, God. I'm already messing up metaphors. Fast and loose. Yeah, that sounds good. Any which way but loose. But (laughs) not the orangutan movie with Clint Eastwood. (laughs) Right. Um, I'll let let the uh, audience in on a secret. Anne has a tendency to um, combine colloquialisms (laughs) and or cliches. Um, Uh, But I'm okay with it. A a good example might be um, you're driving me up the banana wall. Right. Yeah. So... There and you, you just, I mean, if it's close, who are we to judge? <laughs> Look, someone They're, made up the stupid phrase to begin with. That's right. right. Whatever. Um, Things change. So that's, Evolution, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, have you ever considered that language evolves just like people? <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Oh, you mean people study that academically? Well, then, point stands. <laughs> You're welcome for castles. Anyway. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It is potting after dark. It is. It is. It it's, is. It's, Jumping all over. Connections will be made. They won't make sense necessarily. No. But I will tell you how they make sense. In yeah, my head. That's the thing. Um, our our friend Cezanne, I I feel like we have underestimated that she is the connective tissue that makes us sound a lot more rational. Because when it's just me and Anne, <laughs> we get trapped in a rage cage and we go a little nuts. Because <laughs> um, um, we we've got we get a lot of we we have a lot of fire. You know, I I've always struggled with um, the main idea of a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was also the one that was asked to edit quite a bit. <laughs> a little, little bit flowery in the old language. Yeah. Maybe just yeah. use just use a noun and an action verb. Just try right. it. Try it oh, out. Oh, you mean <laughs> not like an elderly alcoholic <laughs> Irish poet <laughs> at twelve years old? Yeah. <laughs> Compound sentence, Gina saw that quite a bit. And you know what? We're not again. We're not talking about any of that. So what we were going to yeah, do? What, what are we talking about? This is what we're going to talk. I was. So what we try to do on Exapod is we take a story that is popular in the news, and then we try to provide a larger historical context. So. You know, you can get an idea of how we've arrived at where we are today. So, but I thought today it's just Anne and I, and I thought that we could deconstruct a phrase. So we're we're kind of working with the new material, taking on a new instrument. Yeah, look, 
again, postmodern. Look Post, into post-modern. it. Postmodern. Look into you it. Know, time <laughs> is a flat circle. Um, yeah. No, so we, because I think a lot of times that when you're trying, you're you're just you're trying to keep up with political discourse, and you know you hear a lot of things on social media, and you're arguing with your family members or whatever it is, but. And it's difficult, you know, there's these catchphrases that you're not entirely sure, you know, when they're thrown out there. It's like, but, but what does that signify? What do you mean when you right. say that? Well, a lot of times it's misunderstood, misquoted, misinterpreted references to some sort of historical event or person. Well, and and I think a lot of times it because it's usually originally born out of an academic setting uh, to describe like a, a, a sociological phenomenon. And so it's there's a way that you it doesn't make it less true just because it's an academic concept because right yeah. they're not they're not creating the concept they're just finding a name for it right. so like for example right. microaggression now people have this tendency to think a word like that that's just a made up word to make everybody miserable that's right. what people on the other right. side say right but what it, what it actually is it's an it's an academic term that describes when you're not being overtly racist or overtly misogynist, right. but it's just a way of being a little bit shady or putting somebody in their place. Right. Like or coded them... language. We've talked about that. Right. And so it's, you I know, love, we're just. I love where you're going, by the way. I oh, am thanks. so into this. Right. And so what I just wanted to do was <laughs> I don't I, know why I, I needed to say that, but I'm not you know what? I'm never going to turn down validation from you, <laughs> buddy. But it's so from... true. It's so true. Because yeah, right. it's not it's not somebody is just using a descriptor to describe something that is really complicated and usually pretty shitty. Yeah. And yeah. it needs yeah. it needs language to be discussed. Like let's get on the let's get on the same page. Can we talk about Right. Well, you, here's an and the other thing is is that we've also covered a lot of topics where it's not as if this wasn't something that was talked about, talked about in quiet um but there wasn't a lot of consciousness publicly about it. So, like, child abuse, sexual abuse, um, you know, in religious institutions. So it's, like, it's important to name things. It's important, you know, right. like like Linnaeus or something, that bird is a that and that bird is a that. So when you're out in nature, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, I've seen that bird before. I yes. know how it behaves. And, you know, just by looking at it, you can understand. And then you can correct, correct course. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you were going to say correct others because I was like, I will certainly do that. If we're going to talk about, I don't know, birds of prey or dog breeds. Right. Well, I, I, I saw, when yeah. I saw her getting too excited, I had a feeling <laughs> she was thinking about falcons. And I, I and then I realized that my mistake. bird or that bird, a blue heron or an egret. There's a right. difference. But, you know, the, the important the, the important part being is that I mean, the reason that we that like it, Toxic mas masculinity, for example, it, it it's just a placeholder right. for things that already exist. Yeah. It's not as yeah. if it's not invented. The word did not invent the thing. Contrary to, I, I mean, ooh, you know what? Okay, this is pot after dark. Okay. You know, there's that whole idea of like, well, before, um, I don't know if like the Abramic. Am I saying that right? Abrahamic. Yes. Feels good. The monotheistic religions of 
before the world there was nothing and god you had it had to be named like let there be light like let there be light and and then therefore light was invented so if that's the logic you're going on you're operating out of this sort of antiquated monotheistic Speaking things into existence. Right, right. So it's not toxic. God did not say toxic masculinity and then it existed. No, it's just something people have are describing. And when you say that phrase, people know what it means. You know what that means. Well, uh, the, the here's the thing that I like the most important just to. You know, we don't even have to do a whole episode on toxic masculinity because it's like, you know what else they don't like? Toxic pancakes. Right. <laughs> and I know what that means. <laughs> like, I, I love pancakes. I could eat them all the time, but I, I don't like toxic pancakes because they um, will make you sick. So, like, that's the difference. There's no, there's no reason to fear that term is right. my point. And my because- point was... Don't operate like you're the <laughs> Yahweh God in the Bible, <laughs> where you think words invent things. Uh, what is it? Um, but Jehovah begins with an I. Oh, that <laughs> that is Indiana Jones. Sean Connery, it's the third installment. Told you I'd be all over the place. You're going to have a fun time cutting this and editing. Uh, that's all right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but uh, all this to say, the what I kind of wanted to tackle was what's most interesting about the lead up to this election is that we have more female candidates than ever before Mm. running for the position of president, which the U S is, um, it is one of the very few countries that's never had a female prime minister or president. Yeah. Um, and we're, and it's not like we're talking about only like Northern Scandinavian countries. I think, I mean, there's countries all over the world. I think even Rwanda, I think honestly, I think even like Rwanda has a larger representation of of females yeah. in their government than the U.S. So yeah. you know, uh, but anyway, so there there it's been interesting to see, um, as part of the campaign, what what issues they have brought up because. And guys, I don't know if you know this, and I'll check my sources, but women are actually a, a little over 50% of the population. Yeah. You know, it's weird. You wouldn't think that because so there's there's so little legislation that protects our interests. <laughs> you would think there was only about seven of us that right. live here. Right. Um, I'm being sarcastic. Right. Um, but so... There is a phrase that gets bandied about quite a bit, and it's called the war on women. Right? Sure. Have you heard it? Yeah, of course. And so what I wanted to go over and sort of deconstruct is that, you know, what would sort of fall under this umbrella? There's some pretty obvious examples of new legislation that's coming out of the states that actively hurts women and there are other measures that have been neglected that could have been put in place that right that other that other countries have had um um in place for decades and it has worked very successfully so i just that's that's where i was thinking of heading you feel good about that ian yeah um I don't know if this is a good segue or not, because I don't... I, you know what? I'm going to stop you right okay. there, because are you about to start talking about predatory birds? No. Because no. then no. No. Okay. I was actually thinking about... I, I, this is such a basic thing, but to me, it, the fact that... Um, 
Well, there's a whole thing um, when it comes to menstruation that lots of women don't have access to supplies, be it financial, typically, and you can't get pads or tampons on food stamps. Um, it's not covered uh, with insurance. Meanwhile, like, hair rejuvenation is, you know, if you're a balding man. You can get right. Um, Cialis. Right. Like I mean... <sighs> Am I going to be apologetic for bringing it to a biological baseline? No. Because I think when I hear war on women, it's, I imagine it's men who are, well, they're both terrified, obsessed, and grossed out with the female body. Well, and yeah, and here's the other thing I just um, wanted to add into this is that, um, you know, we're we're saying women is a blanket term, right? But, you know, I just want anybody listening. Oh, that's good. To point. Know that it, it, it whatever your um, reproductive status is, if you have to deal with these issues, however you identify, like we're talking about that's fighting. True. Fighting oh, for your rights too. Ugh. So I don't. And I, I if was you, just coming. I, I was just coming from a place that that's something that resonated with me, and I certainly was not trying to ostracize or make anybody feel like an outsider into. Well, yeah, yeah. That, but that, that I. Well, I, 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 I know your heart, so that's why I was oh, saying. Oh God! I I'm want, so sorry. But I, you know, I think it's just, I I don't want anybody to feel like, look, how, like, we're all sisters here, right? right? So, like, whatever your issue, because, again, there's other people that are, you know, they're um, past menstruation age. Or you were born without a uterus. Or ovaries. Yeah. Like, intersex, like, all kinds of things. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I was going to... Women who have to decide between grocery, like food supply, and what are they going to do, you know, are teenagers who have want to go home because they don't have access to, I think it should be covered by foods, like food stamps, by, I mean, if, if we're going to cover at Viagra and, uh, like, elective like fun things that men okay 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 is what i'm saying here's this is this is a very good point so now the the reason that the term war on women is was popular popularized was the attack on reproductive rights fairly specifically right i mean and Right now, because of the way the Supreme Court worked out, every state is trying to take its shot at oh, yeah. overturning R.B. Wade. And oh, so, yeah. It, it, it's been a fun little festival, hasn't it? Right. Just and so, who's going to get it to the top? <laughs> and it's like, and like, in what degree of, of cruelty can we add in? Like, no exception. <laughs> even the life of the mother. Right. Oh, so can we place a can we place a bet on if she's going to survive this one or not? A ten year old rape victim. Yeah, Ugh. like I don't, I can't imagine there's an issue with her carrying to term. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm calling I'm calling rage cage on myself. I'm calling rage cage on myself because I'm going to imagine what could be the problem. <laughs> Yeah. Well, phew, phew. Okay. Rage cage. So the point being, though, is that um, that has sort of adopted the parlance, but it it is, in fact, a very large umbrella. And I think you make a very good point, which is that when we're talking about equal rights for women 
And women in this case is if you identify as a woman and all women have very different needs. So I don't want you to think that if we're just talking about childbirth or children or, or, or menstruation, that we aren't talking about that. We also want trans women to be able to access the healthcare that they need as well. Like we, like we're all in it together. Cis women. Right. That it was, that we're talking about more than just cis women. So that we're all in it together. That's all I wanted to establish. Okay. Right? Because I didn't want people to think that we were forgetting about them. That's all. Okay. So it it would be like, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to let the listener in on a little secret. Ann and I went off on a tangent that I feel is highly inappropriate. And (laughs) um, we're we're coming back to the subject of the war on women. And um, I think that what I... What it's most human, what it's most commonly used to describe is the fact that these very draconian laws surrounding abortion are trying to be passed. Um, and Anne mentioned that the fact that what what are you laughing <laughs> at? When you said the war on women, I just really wanted to say, and by women we mean birds of prey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I knew it was foolishness. I could look at her face. She's too pleased with herself, and foolishness it was. You know what? I, I'm okay with birds of prey. I, let's stop. Let's stop using women and just use birds of prey. I mean, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. Not they're that strong. That's, oh God! Now we're in another fucking trap. Well, I mean, come, come on, a trap. It, <laughs> can't walk girl because that falc is good looking baby <laughs> okay why does a peregrine have to be pretty in order to be a fucked up <laughs> right is that what you're telling me you know they're the fastest bird on earth when they reach their diving speeds when they reach their diving speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that, Ann. I didn't, because I had friends when I was a kid. And I'm sorry you didn't. I totally, so the pa- world- I totally painted a peregrine falcon when I was in elementary school. And I thought it was pretty good. Please tell me you mean a picture of a falcon and not a dead bird you found, because no, I don't I know. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, I don't know. It could be. It could be a dead bird. I, I oh god, it could be. No, it was a. It was a po- on poster board, and I okay. I looked Thank it god. up. You know, I did bury a dead bird the other day. It died on our on our uh, walkway, and I buried it. <sighs> All right. So back to the war on predatory birds slash women. Slash however you identify. <laughs> slash falcons. Um, oh. Now, here's the thing. Now, we've already done an entire episode called The Hottest Button to Button. So we're not going to cover this well-trod path again. But the reason um, that a very... it it. it most people support the right for women to obtain abortions, right? So why why is this very small collection of people trying so hard to make it difficult for women to make reproductive choices like this? Now, sure, it could be a moral issue, and I I, I respect that. But skeptical. But if, skeptical. But no, no. Tell me if if I start going a little too. I want to believe conspiracy theory. Oh, ooh, one of my favorite characters ever. Yes. Now, you, you just let me know. But I also have a feeling. I oh, wonder. I want to believe. Yes. I wonder. Now, if you make it almost impossible for women to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, and then you also make it exceedingly difficult for them to not only record uh, acquire birth control right? because it's not over the counter and you have to go to a doctor right. and 
and pay we, for it. And and if our international listeners, um, you you have to have insurance to go to a doctor. So um, you could go to Planned Parenthood, which they have been trying to um, the, the again the same people trying to outlaw abortion. They've been right. trying to close them down. So again, if um, this plays into it, let me know. What. When I didn't have health insurance, I went to Planned Parenthood for my women's wellness exams to make sure right. I didn't have cervical cancer and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, like, hands down, all of my friends did. Yeah. Like, at that age, because we didn't, nobody had insurance. Nobody and, had insurance. Like, and we had to get it checked out. Like, well, that's we not, were trying we to be proactive in preventative health care. Sorry. I mean, we had college. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a real service, and we were all very happy about it and thankful it was there. And that, that's the other thing is that what you can see from the data, and again, just look at the our previous episode, is that if if in your heart of hearts what you were really trying to do was get the the amount or, or the number of abortions to, to low to nil – what you would do was make birth control incredibly accessible and either um, damn near free or free. Right. Right. And that because there are countries right now using that model that have the very lowest rates of abortion. So that, that's how you do it. Making it illegal does not accomplish that goal. So I don't understand. I just, I don't understand the logic. I mean, I what being raised Catholic. I mean, I I've had to learn the you know Christian logic that doesn't make sense, but but well, I'll tell you the logic because if that were the only thing that was happening, then I was like, well, that just seems kind of punitive, and maybe it is sort of like a sort of a religious fear thing, and I can understand that. But then here's the other part, is that they are, again, making reproductive services difficult to obtain, and they're also making it possible for your employer to deny you um, birth control. Now, so what would this mean? What would it mean for a woman if she did not have control over how many children and or when she was able to have a child? How do you think it would affect her professional um her her professional possibilities and her professional future and you know how would it affect the leverage she may have in a relationship that was going badly right or it would in fact diminish the control she had over her own life yeah and that's why it's a war on women the mainstream or the those in power see you as a woman your body is out to be criminalized that's what i that's a that's what i mean that's a very good point because that's you know and that's why like you know life is so dangerous as well for trans women because it's like even just identifying a woman as a woman puts you at such increased risk yeah that that we you know is cis women and trans women, like, we we really have to strengthen our family here. Because, like, there are all different kinds of issues. There's issues of health and housing. and But, you know, but that's the thing. I just want everybody just to know that when we're talking about this, that there's a very large umbrella and we are all in it together. Right. So, and yeah. if an outsider who's ready to discriminate if they deem your body as right. female in characteristic or a woman, then it's up to be uh, yeah, lost. You, it, you're a target. You're a target. Yeah. Yeah. You're a target. Absolutely. So, and I was just thinking about this. Like, my mother was the oldest of eight. My father was the youngest of five. Both of his parents were in from families of ten or more. My grandmother was the youngest of nine. I don't understand. 
And, and a, again, if you've had that many kids, I, I, that's amazing. Personally, I hate childbirth <laughs> in my experience. Well, but my, my point being is that those women did not have options. Yeah. I doubt that my um, great-grandmother and grandmother, I doubt that they wanted to have 12 kids and only have six of them survive. Uh, no, but what I was saying was, you know, but these women, and they, and I believed, you know, my, my mother just felt that same sort of legacy is that... <laughs> What future can you have? What choice do you have? If you if you can't make the choice to to not have children, to have only a certain number of children or wait until you're in a better position to have children. And you know, and God bless the men in their lives, but you know, while men were building castles, um Women made sure that children made it to adulthood. And I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just love, would I see all these arguments <laughs> from 19-year-olds off of, like, 4chan and stuff, <laughs> where they're talking about how, you know, why can't we be proud of all our accomplishments and, like, what were women doing? <laughs> like, honestly, what were women doing this whole time? And I was like... Making sure you reached adulthood? Yeah. Because obviously no one else gave a shit? It's worked for hundreds of thousands of years. What? Who do you think made sure we survived? Oh, God. How do you read that? What accomplishments are they talking about? Castles. Castles always. Um, Bridges. 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 Uh, The wheel. Oh, wow. Sh- sure, sure. Okay, so, and this is a very, like... <laughs> right, and they know a lot more about Norse mythology than the common... <laughs> I'm taking all this out because I don't want to get killed. But... <laughs> but but we know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know what? You can keep Thor. Give me Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You leave that in. I'm I'm always I'm always Team Quetzalcoatl. I'll ride that serpent deity yeah. and to the to the depths of hell. Um. So okay, war on women. Yeah, but you know that's the thing is that there was in I've researched this pod that we have not done, but like just the history of. Uh, birth control and then of course it was just again you had to chip away at it because they wouldn't you weren't weren't allowed to send it in the mail and then you could only use it if you were a married woman and then you know single women were allowed to access it and it was like what does it possibly matter to you who uses this product and for what purpose and then now like even all this time later when people are like no actually I don't even use it because I'm trying to, you know, I have to use it because I have a, a endometriosis. Right, so right. I, I like it would, why would my company not pay for a drug that I use to treat a, a, a very serious disease that I've already had right. to have extensive surgeries for? Because it's a, hor- it's actually a hormone pill. Right. And oh, so the thing, what? I just dropped a bomb. Sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> did it. Oh, well, Okay. Uh, but uh, if, the point being, though, is that to pretend as if you're not trying to essentially hobble the progress of women <laughs> because you feel threatened by them. Right. Now, and if you're like, Gina, again, this could all be a conspiracy theory. Is there any other way in the U.S. in particular <laughs> that we don't support women in ways that other countries do <laughs> that would perhaps make it more difficult for them in public and private life. Have you ever been curious about that? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah? Okay. Glad you mentioned it. Glad you mentioned it. As you know, and you have given birth to children, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I, I have. And it, it was, and it wasn't natural birth. Sorry. It was supernatural? 
<laughs> I didn't even know this. Like, was it like angels or devils that came? Right. No, it was. It wasn't natural. Right. Supernatural. Sure. Yeah. It was. Okay. Un, it was unnatural. It was like. Uh, oh God. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was, are you just trying to say C-section? Um, oh. <laughs> took a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. My throat got parched talking about my, all my unnatural, my supernatural devil, <laughs> devil verse. No, no, no. I meant like I had a epidural. Oh, you, so you mean that the that the devil didn't impregnate you so you would give birth to the... The Antichrist. Right, right. No, okay. I, 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 I did not. Oh God, no, did not. Uh, go through. Okay. Go through. I mean, that. but like, would you know that for sure? Right. Uh, like. I mean, not. I, I yeah, just keep I don't my know. Hat. You know what? Uh, the second time I called the doctor back. Well, but this was when it was like no holes bar. It was like yeah. You know, I don't know how much detail I should go into, but um, you know what? None at all. Let's let's, we'll just jump ahead. Okay. So okay. So Anne, you have had two, what we believe are human children, (laughs) right? Not supernatural children. Yeah. Because I was just thinking earlier. You know, I've never given birth, but I, I. I, I was the mother of a changeling um, that crawled out of the forest, and he, he had me convinced that I was his mother, and I fed him only chocolate coins, and um, it took me a really long time to realize that I was under a fairy spell. Um, but after, again, going back into the fairy ring, I gave him back. That's my only experience with motherhood. Whatever. Um, no, if you've got like a dog you love, then you know about motherhood. Okay, well, like I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. We... <laughs> Everyone <laughs> thinks I'm insane. Listen, no. I I love dogs, and they're really they're very important on this planet oh, and and to well, human thank you. to human existence. And well, it's... you know it's a. You know, you know what's so funny is people that might disagree, the, but. the only, I mean, you know, cause I've, I've lost some people that I've really loved quite a bit. The only person that has ever like visited me in the flesh was my dog and that my dog died. And one time I was on my loosey goosey medicine <laughs> And all night long, I kept moving over because she was snuggling underneath yeah. me. And I didn't want to roll over on her. And it wasn't until the next day that I was like, oh, baby, you're there. And it was like, I just knew that she was still with me. Yeah. And I, oh, God. Not, I believe it. Because be, guess what? My dog's never going to fucking die. And when he does, funny. I'm going to blow up the world. Yeah, because I love my ghost dog. She's with me till this day. I love my ghost dog. I mean, you know, listen. I leave her a treat, but she just can't eat because she's in heaven. All right, so Anne and I here, we've been talking about the war on women, and we... We have both really no. Go ahead. Already, no. You're, you're really gonna derail me after no. two sorry. seconds. Sorry, sorry. No. What I, is it? I was getting is, excited because I was anticipating. No, go, go. Do it. Is it about a falcon? And no. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I don't trust you. It's not about a falcon. Okay. We're on women. I said that Anne has given birth to two. Mm-hmm. human children again i was a mother to a changeling for a week only fed it chocolate coins it uh, tricked me into showing where i kept my treasure Th- that's another podcast um but i feel it gives me enough authority to speak on motherhood is where i was headed sure anyway so if it wasn't tricky enough that 
women have a difficult time just controlling whether or not they can get pregnant in the first place. In the U.S. in particular, if you have a child, um, if you give birth to a child, we are the only country of the developed countries that does not offer federal maternity leave. And if you're like, wait a second, when you say that, what do you mean? I'm just going to list off a couple countries. Tell me what you think. Um, Finland, Hungary, they give 160 weeks of maternity leave, by the way. Oh, this is paid maternity leave. Finland, number one. Hungary, second at 160 weeks. Japan, 58. Germany, 58. Sweden, 55. Canada, 52. Denmark, 50. France, 42. UK, 39. Chile, 30 weeks. Thank you, Chile. Ireland, 26 weeks. Australia, Turkey, Israel, Mexico, and United States, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait a second, though. Maybe you're not being fair. What are the countries that don't? Okay. The United States, Liberia, Lesotho, Papua New Guinea, and Swaziland. And you know what? I'm going to give them a break. Yeah, because guess what? I can give them all a break right now. Papua New Guinea. That is a very recentalized, white-colonized area. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And, um, but, let's and go I'm to Liberia. Ra- oh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I'm, I'm throwing up your rage cage. Okay. Because okay. Those, the, what, is, what the, all of those countries have in common yeah, is Do a I very need to go cool, into this? No, you don't. Because colonialism. there's a very... Sorry. Yeah. U- U.S. Yeah. colonialism. It... And, well, and UK and right, the Dutch. But, well, and, Liberia, though. Well, right, right, let's right. Let's not go into that. Okay, I can do the history of Liberia. So, um, but the point being is that um, we are the only country out of that list that does not offer photo. Now, um... Why do you think it would be important or helpful for a country to offer that kind of relief? Is it just because they're being nice and like oh, if you sure. had to, Yeah. I mean, do you like it's a like a Christmas gift, like there it's right. like a, a package right. of cigar. Do you think that's why they do it? <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I have never done more cocaine than the week after I gave birth. Okay, I can tell people that's the absolute truth. She was I a club every night. You wouldn't believe it. Well, she because um, she was you were still wearing your diaper from missing from the right right from, right, bleed, yeah. from bleeding and sure sure you're still like bleeding out placenta and then you go and you take uh, MDMA. I know. Okay. Okay. All right. I see where you're headed, and, and spiraling. I'm spiraling. I, I and I'm coming back with you because yeah. here's the point: is that again, when I see people argue against like um, a federal a, a federal um, maternity leave, um, they're like, "Well, you know, you make choices to have children, and why should other people fund your choices? That sort of thing." Okay, well, oh. number one, hmm. I like where this logic's going. I'm like, number one, get off your mother's Wi-Fi if you're going to talk like that. Number two, <laughs> um, more importantly, but here's the other thing: is um, there there is um, actually a benefit to making conditions comfortable for women who choose to have children. And I'll tell you why. Because we do not have a balanced age demographic in this country. Our our older elder generation is outpacing a younger one. Right, right. So if you disincentivize people, which is the, the data is in, 
millennials and the next generations, they are having less kids. They can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to take care of mom, mom, and pop, pop? Yeah. Right? They're just not going to be there. The The economy won't be able to support them. And there are countries right now, like Japan and Italy. I was going to say, Japan is like in like the top three, if not number one at this point. So, I mean, there. this is like one of yeah. those situations where you really kind of have to think three steps ahead. You know, if you just stop at the fact that why are we giving women money for having babies? Well, and that's oversimplistic. That's, that's what right. happens. When you leave the hospital, they hand you burlap sacks with dollar signs on them. I see. I had no idea what that was, but now I feel kind of like <laughs> jealous. Yeah. You and maybe it. I, maybe I don't. So, oh, well, wait. Now I don't. We got in more debt when we had kids. Oh, wait a minute. Wait oh. a minute. <laughs> wait a second. Are you saying, wait, are you saying that, like, people make the decision a lot of times to have children out of love? It's not, like... Uh, right. Or maybe your healthcare system is a POS, and in order to provide for your children, you've got to do some sort of GoFundMe shit. <laughs> Which is what you have to do to balance okay. child care and major health problems. <laughs> right. So super cool. So I think that we've I think that we've sort of covered the fact that out of all of these countries, it, every country you could possibly think of, even countries you didn't even think of, they offered pay maternity leave. And it's a way for, you know, women to not only heal their bodies, but it can help a family make it through times where they might not be able to work full time quite yet because they're still healing and integrating a child into the home. You know what else I would argue is it's actually good for society because a child that has that bonding. Right. They're likely not going to be a sociopath. Right. Or well, I don't uh, know if it, that's a statistic, but or they may. I just it think is it's, healthier. It's, it's, it's healthier, right? It's healthier, I mean, and I mean, I I'll never forget like how many times I, like when I I had friends that had children and they had to put their babies in childcare because they couldn't afford to take off work. And you're talking about they had only given birth like eight weeks before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're tiny. Yeah. And and so not only is this baby tiny, but like every like hormone in your body. And that's the thing, because even women who adopt children, like their their entire bodies oh, change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's it's it works on such a primitive level and they have to drop their baby off right. with strangers. Sure. After giving birth to them. Just two months. Or, or adopting them. Yeah. Or, or just adopting them, exactly. Oh, absolutely. And everything in your body is screaming, no, right. don't do this. Right? You know, because it's so primal at this point. Right. And it's like, it, but they had to go back to work. They just did not have the, they did not have the sort of like, so if you were, what a service it would be to not only families but certainly to women so that they wouldn't have to interrupt their career process. Like, it's unnecessary suffering because it's something we could afford. And I, this is one of the ways that we could afford it, if I can just... Um, yeah. And this is, uh, again, Elizabeth Warren. I promise I'm not only going to talk about her, but um, she talks about our next point, which is going to be... Um, universal child care yeah but there are ways that are um the taxes that she is putting forward called the ultra millionaire tax there's also another tax called real corporate profits tax so again taxes that you're never going to see they don't affect you they've been they've worked other places they've even worked in the united states we did tax a pod again look it up um at that episode but the thing of it is, is that I think people have this fear that 
who, how are we going to pay for all of this? And I was like, do you know how many hundreds of billions of dollars are going into defense contracts right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we don't need that. Like, the the way that the... the like, we, for-profit prisons, like... <laughs> but, but that's what I mean, is that I, I think, like, the best way that I can describe it is that you know, when I was talking to people from other countries about their healthcare system, this is how I felt about it. I was like, I'm paying dues to the clubhouse in my neighborhood, right? Right. right. And I'm talking to somebody from Finland and I'm telling them how much I had to pay for my healthcare. And she's saying, well, don't your dues for your health club cover that? You know, like... Yeah, and I was like, paying. "Wait, no." So right. we're paying. That, my point is, is that we're already paying our taxes. We're already paying our dues for our clubhouse. Right. Except there's, there's no water in our pool. Like we're yeah. not getting a, we're not getting a continental breakfast, <laughs> right? And those people in Finland have a sauna at their clubhouse. I just, their clubhouse. I mean, like at this point. The bare-bones omelet bar, I would, like, freak out. That's all we're saying, is that it's not... I think people have this fear that that we're not going to... We can't offer things like a, a federal maternity leave or child care. And what we're learning now through yeah. these campaigns is that not only can we make revenue off of billion dollar companies right. you know these taxes that would not affect your average taxpayer at all taxes right. that would only come in after you've earned 50 million dollars right. and even then it would be on the dollar over 50 million dollars so yeah. again not you what we're saying is that the money's already there but we're saying as a citizen we don't want you to spend that on defense department contracts for for weapons we don't even know what are, who they're being used against right. or for oh, when God. apparently yeah. when apparently only like a, a group of 150 Russians could swing an election right. in a building so like I don't know why we need a tank if we can't it, yeah. get somebody from breaking into Facebook yeah. so that's my point is that don't the money is there the, what is incumbent upon us is that we have to say i think we deserve a little better yeah yeah you know <laughs> if if we are in fact as prosperous and rich a country as that right why are these programs not possible why can't we have health care for people and and the reason that the, again it's a specifically a war on women is the other thing is that it it's that childcare isn't available, and and if you're like Gina, again pie in the sky, surely they don't offer childcare in other countries. <laughs> it's it's weird you should say that because they do. Um, so where do they offer childcare? Probably only like three places, right? <laughs> Um, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, UK, Australia, Japan, <laughs> Ireland, Hungary, Chile, Mexico, Turkey. <laughs> the new Billy Joel song. <laughs> oh, I think like, no, I think Mexico and Turkey, I think they're kind of follow, falling behind on that one. But, um, so well, but 90... Apparently they're still better than us. <laughs> yeah, but, but France is killing it. They have like a 99% coverage for childcare. Um when it comes yeah like they're they're really they're really doing a great job but the point being is that when you have like one in four households that are being run by a single mother how much do you think it would how much of a difference do you think it would make for her to be able to have child care taking care like and not only that but it's like it's up to a certain amount so you could you would still pay a portion of it and then you could be reimbursed right but those sort of that's the thing is the my point is is that there are groups out there that are actively making women's lives more difficult and that's kind of the war on women right but what i what i do find hopeful in this 
is that there are women out there that are saying, not only can we alleviate the factors that are making life more difficult on women unnecessarily because they do have the bulk of the, still the responsibility of, of child rearing and, um, you know, and we could support them after they have child, children of their own, but also, you know, we could help them plan for families. So all of those things could help for a more equitable future. Well, and yeah, yeah, I was going to toss it to you on that. Well, and, and it's in, I don't know why it's so disagreeable to think about how the good of children that aren't your own is actually beneficial to you and everyone you know. It's the same thing of like, um, I want people to have access to preventative health care because it helps other children not get measles. Or right, can you know contagious diseases? Or well, my kid, you know, my kids go to school, and I'm not saying my kids are perfect. They have me as a mom, so you know. But the point, the point is, is like, where's the compassion? Again, that's all I'm saying. Well, and and I the thing for me is that let's pretend you you have no compassion. Let's say you don't even understand compassion yeah, as a concept. Cool. But you know, I th- what I was just gonna say is like to your point is that like let's let's pretend that you just maybe that's just not your strong point. Maybe compassion isn't your strong point. Yeah. Or like maybe, you know an argument that you would hope that kids would have enough attention and enough to eat and feel welcome at home. Um, maybe that doesn't in any way appeal to you, but what (laughs) should appeal to you is that, you know, we can, you know, those kids did not ask to be born and just imagine if it was you, you know, like when and it you probably have, was the people that are that angry. It probably was. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, can we just not agree that regardless of what decisions their parents made or if you feel they're worthy of it or whatever it is, can we just agree that the kids should get a chance, you know, that they shouldn't suffer for mistakes of other people? Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Maybe just start with kids and work your way up to compassion for adults. I don't right. know I don't know what it takes to introduce empathy I, into uh, a hate heart. <laughs> I don't know what you do with a hate heart. With a hate heart. I Which, don't know. I don't know the recipe. I don't know. Once you get once you get heartworms and it turns into a hate heart, <laughs> there is no amount of Dolly Parton is going to turn that back around. You just got hate heart. Hate heart. <laughs> you know what I tried to do? I tried to trick him out. I put it back. I put a whole bag of jelly beans on Old Ray's chest, and I tried to get them worms to crawl out and eat them jelly beans and turn him back into a gentleman. They did not fall for it. Wait, he died did that, with a hateful heart. <laughs> Hate heart. Hate heart. I think we uh, have just described something that I think everybody can get on board who isn't a hate heart. That's right. We are trying to work against we're trying to change we're trying to i'm like getting all like i'm like getting like super like all right no i'm at the podium and i'm talking about hate heart (laughs) yeah do it buddy that's called the holy spirit and i let it loose let it loose whatever language it takes your time you use it I feel like that's what we're trying to do is 
bring awareness, and let's stop hate heart. You know, let's question it. If question it's in your it. heart, question your hate heart. Why? Where, Why? Where'd it come from? Where'd it come from? Where's it going? Are you yeah. going to be happy when you're dead and buried? How does it make you feel? Up. How like selfishly? How does it make you feel to have all those worms wiggling in your hateful heart? <laughs> Everybody's got a hateful heart. <laughs> it's filled with worms that eat it apart. They love bigotry and they love death, but love will wiggle my heart. Oh yes. <laughs> Love and jelly beans are wiggle to hate words out. A working class hero. I'm gonna have a heart attack. Love and jelly beans are wiggle to hate words out. Come out of that hateful heart so this young man can make a brand new start and support pro-choice causes and be respectful of women, including his mother whose Wi-Fi he's using. Uh, well, I mean, that was the best Bruce Springsteen uh, riff. Amazing yes. ever. I'm like, okay, the end. Bye. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Well, that's definitely a staying. Sorry. See ya. <laughs> I think we have a finale. I don't know where it's going from there. Yeah. Done. I'm done. All right. (laughs) Well, look, like I said, it was pot after dark. Yeah. We tried to get you there. Woohoo. Trying to call a truce on the war on women, and I feel like we got it. (laughs) We do. We do. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And if you want to hit us up on social media... And this is definitely the episode we should be doing this. <laughs> Please contact us. If this is the episode you hear, this is the one. Jesus. This is the one. Okay. Yeah, you're definitely, yeah, you've got things to say. And you yeah. know where to start. Right. Mm-hmm. Where All to right. start. So we are on Axopod on Instagram. We have a Facebook page called Axopod. We are on Twitter. Um, not as actively as we could be, but like we're looking, like we're, our eyes are open and our hearts are open because we've got a heart of love and acceptance. Okay. Sorry. We eat the truth like we eat eggs for breakfast because we're blue collar babes trying to give you the truth every week. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. All right, an album is coming out soon. Okay. Soon to be released. All right. Um well, Ooh. it's been an absolute joy spending yeah. this we've, this night with you. We've we've hit on we've hit on the the my favorite topics. Right. Br- Bruce Springsteen, Birds of Prey right. and Dogs. Right. Um <laughs> That's all she has written on her bullet points. I want you to know that. She just showed it to me. It so, might uh, I asked her for so much more research and data, and all she has is birds of prey dot birds of prey. Oh God! Anyway, <laughs> mission accomplished. You're welcome. You're welcome. The only thing I, I. I uh, Oh, yeah, we do, coming up, we do have episodes uh, working uh, on American Chernobyl accidents, which is my passion project. I am super excited about this because it involves one of my passion projects. Right. We've got redlining coming up. We've got all kinds of things. So um, please stay engaged and thanks for listening as always. And good night. Or good morrow. (laughs) Or good morrow. Yes. 
Good night now. Oh, idiot. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> like, I'm, I hear, I hear you do it. <laughs>